0: Hi, you are listening to Trashing Trauma with Tiana Monet. You guys, this podcast is all about identifying your trauma and trashing it so that you can live your fullest life. Yes, that means discovering who you really are, having healthy relationships that actually last, and living without fear. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. I am just grateful for everyone who comes and listens and Literally, because I feel like if you listen to this and it blesses you and changes your life or encourages you to go and heal your trauma, that you're going to be different and you're going to be better and you're going to find what true happiness looks like for you um, because ultimately happiness is when we feel good about ourselves. And today I'm just taking a moment to empower you because I feel so empowered And as you know, I am on this trauma journey of trashing my trauma and really just wanting to support you guys through that because I feel like I'm so excited about it. I know that I'm seeing great change in my life personally, and I want to make sure that you feel that and you see that, and that I am someone that is just extremely transparent with you throughout the process. And I can't wait to tell you of so much about what I've learned. And today I'm going to share my story about codependency. I'm not going to go into like great detail of all the things that I've learned, but I am going to touch on some things and just talk to y'all today as if we're best friends and you've known me forever. And I want to really express some of the things that I've learned and that have stood out to me. And I'm going to start as always with something from the book, From Poverty to Power by James Allen, the very short excerpt here. And it says, do you wish for kindness? Be kind. Do you ask for truth? Be true. What you give of yourself, you find. The world is a reflex of you. And I just love that because prior to literally a couple of weeks ago, when I actually started to read this extraordinary book that I want to highly recommend, it's called Codependency No More by Elizabeth Cloud, I would have never said that I'm codependent. I would have absolutely admitted yep, I have trauma in my life, I need to heal my inner child, Um, I have some anxiety, and like all those, I guess, normal words that we a lot of us hear, even though I guess codependency can be considered a normal word, and I've heard codependency before, but I personally was telling my best friend, I was like, if you would have told me or asked me if I thought I was codependent, I'd be like, no, no way, there's no way. But I had been having a conversation with one of my really good friends who's known me since I was six years old. And a couple of months ago, we were on the phone and she told me that she had uh, purchased this book and someone else that she knew did as well. And they both were like, I did not realize how codependent I was. And so of course I had to get the book. Here I am today, just finished the book last night. And there's so many things about myself that I realized that I was like, oh my gosh, I am so codependent. That's probably like my number one toxic trait from my childhood. And a lot of people who grew up in a, grew up in a childhood where parents were not like connected to you or they didn't talk to you a lot or there was a lot of violence, um, abuse, physical, mental, emotional abuse in your home, you very likely have a codependent nature. So I'll repeat it again. The book is called Codependency No More. How to Cure Codependency, Start to Love Yourself, and Fight for No More Codependent Relationship Ever by Elizabeth Cloud. So what I really want you guys to get from this, and obviously if you get something else from this, amazing, Um, but my goal today is to, again, get back to us taking control of trashing our trauma and living our best life. And I'm going to go through six things here. After I kind of just talked to you, like we're on the phone, um, about what I realized when I was reading this book. So in no particular order, um, when I had been reading about codependency, it really touched on a codependent person can really is someone who strives to be like, or pursues perfectionism. And right away I'm like, okay, this is literally a mirror. Like I'm probably going to look through a mirror for every single word. Um, And a part of the book, it says, it is also something that is out of reach. So perfectionism being something that's out of reach. um, But those who tend to be perfectionist are never sure of what things are good for them. They always think that they are failures because they couldn't keep up with their own expectations. They indulge in a constant battle with their own selves. And they are unrealistic in their self-comparison. This in turn leads to a continual phase of self-shaming and self-judgment and all of this is not only applicable to any particular incident incident in their life, but their entire life. Holy cow. So I'm going to start doing videos with my, with my podcast for YouTube. And if I was doing that right now, you'd be able to see where I was sitting and how my room looks perfect. And even the hallway to my closet in my eyes has a perfect rug. Um, and then my 12-year-old daughter is always giving me a hard time for she's like, you literally collect dust in the air so it doesn't hit the table. And although that could be funny, um, if I'm being honest, and the only way to truly heal, I believe, is to hear things about yourself and not be in denial and receive them and fix them if they need to go. And I am obsessed, almost, well, probably obsessively compulsive with my closet being color coordinated, everything being in order, my house being as perfect as I could possibly get it to the pleasing eye. And it states in the book along the lines of people who like try to be perfect are covering up maybe other things that are really wrong. So for example, if y'all were to come over to my house and it looks perfect, you're less likely going to think of like oh, does she have a lot of money? Or, oh, she sad about something. We're probably going to talk about how you like the vase that's on my table or whatever. That's not what I think about when I'm doing these things. But for me, I get very anxious. And I have said out loud to people, it is the one thing that I feel like I can control. Which on the flip side, you know, is obvious that I'm, that I feel like so many other things are out of control. And so Just reading that and not just thinking it on my own or not having somebody tell me and reading it as the final and all affirmation. Um, Over the last few days, I have been, because this was in the very beginning of the book and it took me a couple of weeks to finish it, but um, I'm more mindful. Like this morning I woke up and the counter wasn't like perfectly spotless. Like I like it, but I was like, you know what? I'll get that later. I'm going to do that later. Or the pillows were messed up on the couch. I'm like, I'll get that later. And the first thing I do in the morning hasn't been going and cleaning every perfect thing because I feel like my daughter needs to wake up and everything's perfect for her too because she could care less. She's 12, she doesn't care. So I have just, that's a, that's a minor thing. But an- another thing, I was, the most important relationship I've ever been in in my entire life, um, that person would tell me you're trying to control me. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Like I genuinely did not think that I was trying to control the situation. But actually by wanting to live together and wanting him to do certain things to prove that he that I was important to him was a as a codependent person, it was me asking for certain things so that we would be like married, for example, so then that he wouldn't go away. Therefore, I wouldn't have to live through additional abandonment That I had gone through. I'm like, oh my gosh. And then towards the end of this book, it actually goes through like why you're codependent and what possibly could make you codependent and you identify with all these things, which now there's two things perfectionism and trying to control situations. And then it goes to the point of like apologizing for things. And a lot of times in relationship, when you feel like relationships aren't working. It is so hard to hear what you're doing wrong to make that relationship work because I don't know about you, but I don't. I've never liked to hear that I was the reason that somebody um, is not happy, or if I'm giving feedback and I'm like, you did this wrong. And then someone's like, well, did you know that you do this? I know I instantly get super uncomfortable because you never want to be broken up with, or you never want to be like the cause of something not going right. And those are two things out of this book for sure that really resonated with me because I was I had to be honest with myself I'm like oh my gosh I didn't intentionally try to to control him as a person but I ended up doing that and I ended up trying to control the situations or the environment and it wasn't to like puppeteer him and his actions and maybe I got that far at some moments and I'm open to hearing the feedback when I get to that phase of face-to-face and having to apologize for these things because one of the things in the healing process that is so important, if you have hurt other people because of things like codependency that I didn't realize that I actually am and was, so I have to now go through that as well, which is kind of exciting because I'm going to be actually the person I'm supposed to be before all of the trauma happened in my life. And you never want to like, once you discover all these things about yourself, if you find like, oh man, that's why that relationship didn't work, or that's why I hurt my kid, or my, my mother, or my father, or the neighbor, or whatever, if you have an opportunity to apologize and reconcile, I think it does a couple of things. I think that it fully relieves that weight off of your shoulders, because we've all heard that forgiveness is for us. It is not always for like, the other person. So then when you go and you ask for that forgiveness, that person actually will have an opportunity to regain that trust with you. They're going to feel better about sharing things with you because it doesn't fall on deaf ears and you're no longer defensive or in denial. And you're able to say, gosh, that was me. And then most importantly, you, you kind of have like a level of accountability partner with that person now because... You don't want to continue doing things that you've already apologized for because then you officially break that barrier of trust, which is nothing that any of us want to do. Um, but I'm going to go into now the six steps that I really just want to share because whether it was reading Codependency No More, whether it was reading From Poverty to Power, um, or doing a Reiki healing that I did a few months ago, I would not have received what I gained from all of those three things and there's been other things in life but I'm specifically going to focus on those three if I didn't decide that at some point I was ready to seriously heal and discover things about myself and a prayer that I've had over the last couple of weeks is like show me who I am god like show me the things that I aren't good about me show me what needs to change because codependency is one of the things that needed to change. And I never thought that that was something that needed to change. I went into this whole trauma healing process based off of when I was reading from poverty to power, because I didn't want to go through the cyclical process of a really crappy dating cycle in my life. And that's where it started. I didn't know that, you know, podcast five or six or whatever this becomes that I was going to be talking to you about how codependent I am. So Be open, so decide. Number one is decide that you are ready if you're writing this down. Um, Two is start to seek resources. If you have a trusted mentor, friend, partner, maybe you are married because you can still heal while you're married. Um, It doesn't mean you have to discover who you are, then leave. Hopefully you healing in a marriage or a very close relationship, you guys can be accountability partners for each other because side note here, Um, In codependency, no more talks about this as well, and it's very important for everybody to know is that we were brought onto this earth as individuals, so we need to heal as such. And when something is cyclical or repetitive in our lives, or something's not working in a particular relationship or in our life at a particular moment, it is our responsibility, whether it's something inside of us that needs to change or you're perfectly fine and quiet in your house, but you live in a violent neighborhood, then you need to move. Like it's, it comes down to you. There's no blaming and trauma healing. And I want to make sure that I say that. So take that as a note um, and re-empower yourselves to take ownership of, of how things are impacting your life today. Um, number th- So number two would be seek resources. Number three would be be open and ready to hear and discover uncomfortable things about yourself. So, example, if I were to say, oh, I just need to know how to date better and I need to pick better guys and I need to love myself and remind myself that self love is not selfish and that's really all I need. So, what would have happened there is I might have gained some self love, but I, and I might have been in another relationship, but, or back in the same relationship. However, I would have never identified with the codependent behaviors that I have. In the codependent behaviors, uh, one of them being um, wanting the person around me all the time and not living like my own life completely, like kind of meshing into living one whole life. Like we worked together, we lived together, like there was, we, neither of us had any space. And because of our past, there was no trust. Therefore, neither of us wanted to be away from each other, mostly me. Um, So, which is really bad, but I'm just being honest. Therefore, there was no separation of who we were. Um, And then now both of us being aware that we're both going through a healing process right now, like we um, don't need to talk all the time. We don't live together. We don't work together. Um, And now it's just this, you know, grow, become your best self and see what happens. Um, So that's something that is, but you have to be open and ready to hear things and discover things that are uncomfortable about yourself because if you're not ready, you're going to miss them. And when it feels really uncomfortable, don't be in denial and say, oh my gosh, that cannot be me. There was things in this codependency no more over the last few chapters that when I was reading them, I'm like, oh my gosh, shame on me. How did I ever even blame him for anything? Like, I think I was the complete like shit show mess throughout the whole thing. Granted, I'm in codependent no more. You also learn that when you're codependent You excuse people for the abuse and the mental, emotional, and physical abuse that they do to you. And I also realized that I can't excuse anyone's behaviors, but I also needed to take ownership of mine. And it's really hard for you to like, just focus on yourself when you know that it's like when the teacher tells you to stop talking, but you know, both of your people are talking, but your teacher just points at you and you want to say, but what about in healing? It's don't even say, but what about just shut up, (laughs) focus on yourself and heal yourself. But be open to it. The more open you are, the more God is going to be willing to show you, and it's not going to be a waste of time for you. Number four is recognize the process is not easy or an overnight success. So just because I finished these two amazing books, oh my gosh, does not mean that I'm like, one, I'm not a therapist. I am a certified life and career coach and a very passionate person about people, and I love all people. So I just want to help a brother and a sister out, okay, (laughs) by sharing my trauma and my healing process while I'm in it. Um, It's not easy. I think some of the hardest things I've read or faced, besides somebody telling me what they don't like about me or what I'm not doing right in a relationship, had been the last three chapters of this book where I realized, holy cow, like these things really have to go, or else I'm going to probably hurt more people and I'm going to end up hurting myself. So there's number four. Number five. Put into action immediately what you can change. So for example, I was put on blast as a codependent over the last couple of weeks reading this book and I was slow to text this person. I didn't initiate going to see this person and I focused on me. I was doing my hit workout because I do workouts every day and during my workout, I was my mind was, I was doing the workout, but my mind was on this person wondering what they were doing Were they seeing someone or what was going on? But I actually had to just stop during my workout and I said, you are fine. And I was fine. And so I just want you to be aware of that. Like you are okay. Even though the process might feel a bit messy, you're okay. It's not going to change overnight. Just take the things for what they are and what you're learning. Immediately, you're going to be able to see some things that you need to do differently in order to change. And I'm just here to empower you to do those things. Um, Number six, and the final one is be happy and excited about your new freedom. A lot of us in this day and age, especially with COVID and financial things happening, like we want financial freedom. Um, And I will tell you that the internal freedom, that healing of your inner child, that healing of the past trauma that you really most likely never asked for, maybe even some of the trauma that you caused. Freedom from that, freedom from anxiety and depression, freedom from a codependent behaviors that are ingrained in your mind, because our brain is just trained to help us survive. Our brains are not created to help us thrive and persevere and push through, and we're not always taught that, right? So, um, it's your happiness comes from you, not once you're finally healed with trauma, because the second you think you're healed, you can witness somebody getting hit by a car. And now you have this more trauma happening, right? So just be happy and excited about your new freedom. Like for me, even though this ex of mine is very in my life right now, even still, um, it's where I'm happy and excited about my new freedom is that they're in my life at a different place and a different distance and not necessarily like the arm's reach kind of difference, but like how I handle that relationship is different. I am taking my power back that I gave away because of my codependency that I didn't realize that was there. So now that I'm discovering different levels of trauma that I had and the behaviors that I then... um. I don't want to say received, but the behaviors that I picked up or that go along with that trauma, I don't have to call all the time. I don't need to know what this person's doing. I don't need to solve their problems. I am not responsible for their healing. I'm responsible for my healing. And no one, not me, not you, not the most, the strongest person that you know, not your grandma. Like, no one is strong enough to heal someone else's trauma especially when we're all trying to figure out things for ourselves. So you can be there to listen. You could be there to you know understand, maybe provide feedback, but overall the best way that you can ever help somebody else heal their trauma so that you keep your power and your happiness and you stay on track of your journey is to just listen. Be a sounding board for that person. Um, Be mindful at the level in which you're taking on their pain and their misery. And a lot of times what I'm realizing for me personally is like I call my best friend all the time for everything, but even I need to learn that that's not always the answer because of how much she does care about me. I don't want to burden her um, with those things and also that she can't solve those things for me, right? So I just really thank you for listening today. I thank you for letting me share that with you. If you've never thought that you are codependent, I'm not saying like you probably are. I don't want to bring anybody on this, <laughs> this boat that doesn't need to be there, right? Um, but in general, I ask that you be open. Or if you have been called codependent, or if, you have, if that has resonated with you, you just don't really know how to navigate through it or truly define what those behaviors are, what they lead to, and how to overcome them, and maybe some best practices. I highly, highly encourage you to get the book Codependency No More by Elizabeth Cloud. I got mine off of Amazon, came fairly quickly as does most things for, from Amazon. Um, so just, I, I give this message in love and I want you to come and visit me on Instagram. Of course, um, please rate your rating on this, uh, five-star rating on this podcast, but come follow me on Instagram at trashing trauma, bring a friend or two with you, And let me know what you think of these podcasts. And I just want to make sure that I'm giving you what you need or maybe go for your trauma healing. And maybe you can give me some feedback on what you like, um, what you want to see more of, um, or maybe what maybe not be working for you. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening today. And as always, I truly hope that you heard something today that resonated with you and that you can instantly implement into your life to make it so much better. Now, I wanna be sure that you subscribe to this show wherever you get your podcast. And I also wanna ask that you give us a five-star rating so that we can meet more people. Share this podcast literally with every single person that you know. We all have our trauma and the healing process is so real. I love you guys and I'll see you on the next podcast.